0: limited with insurance so we want to comply with what the insurance is so we are getting phone calls and feedback from the insurance saying that they're not going to cover so then that's where you can you yourself can play an important role in saying you know I disagree with that how about I call the insurance company or how about I speak with my medical team and tell them how I feel and then they can then go ahead with the process of going through the appeals Often people go through life changing experiences without any guidance. But what if you had the tools available to help you in your journey? I welcome you to the Misguided Notions podcast. Our mission is to create a space where we discuss thought provoking topics with people that go through real life experiences. My goal is to inspire, empower, and help build awareness to a number of issues that our society doesn't really talk about. So listen in, engage in conversation, and if you'd like, share your story. Notice people are always under the impression that their insurance should cover X, Y, Z, but finding that it's not the case. And believe it or not, as much as I educate people and let people know that they need to advocate and call and find out what their benefits are, I myself found that I was in a situation where I wasn't aware of my loved one's benefits. In the end, it all worked out. But had I not advocated and communicated with my loved one's medical team, we could have had a very unfavorable outcome. Know your rights. Appeal or not to appeal. A lot of questions from family members regarding their loved ones as far as trying to get information about what their rights are when it comes to various decisions that are made. In the healthcare industry, when it comes to insurance, coverage is limited. There is always going to be a question as far as, is it worth it to exhaust all your benefits or how can I maximize my benefits? And These are all very valid questions. I want to give you guys a scenario that actually happened to me to two years ago. No, actually three years ago. Sorry. My mom was in the hospital. She had to have a planned procedure that was done and went in prior to that. uh, Let me backtrack for a second. So prior to that, we had had a discussion with the surgeon about her having surgery And once the surgery was done, the idea was that she was going to go to rehab, some sort of inpatient rehab for subacute placement, which basically means she'd have a length of stay in a rehab type of facility where they would do physical therapy for her and occupational therapy and just to try to get her kind of moving her joints the way she needed to. So that was always the plan. Well, (laughs) In hindsight, I realized I should have actually did my own research, but I didn't. And of course, I then found out some things after the fact that had I known before, I would have definitely had a different approach, and I was not prepared. I just assumed her insurance would cover it. Unfortunately, it did not, but I'll get to that a little later. So I'm sorry I'm jumping around a bit. So anyway, my mom has her procedure. That was done surgery went well, Days later, plan is for her to, go to rehab. Well, that didn't quite happen. Why? Because I did not do my due diligence, which to this day, I still can't believe I didn't because I am constantly advocating for my patients and telling them and reminding them, educating them about how important it is to know your benefits. And here I was not knowing that my mother's coverage did not provide for rehab, particularly inpatient. The Only thing that they would provide her for, as far as rehab is concerned, would be some sort of uh, acute rehab stay, which means more intense rehab at a hospital normally, or rehab at home. So here I go again doing research, and thankfully I have the most amazing friends who are social workers. Thank goodness. I actually did not believe that whatever the insurance company was telling me was the case. So I ended up calling various contacts to a different subacute facilities that I knew of and asking them questions. And I said, oh, yeah, that's your mom's insurance. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, it's not covered. It's not a covered benefit. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? And I said, well, how about if I can get her into some sort of acute rehab versus the subacute, which is what the initial plan was. And apparently she didn't qualify for acute rehab because she wasn't in that position. There's certain diagnoses that qualify for someone to have a say in acute rehab. Again, all this unknown to me as far as what type of coverage and non-covered items that she didn't qualify for. Um, so there I am finding all this information out. I'm distraught. I don't know what to do because my mother was Definitely in no position to be home, especially by herself. And I unfortunately did not have the option to take time off of work and I had made arrangements for family members to come and help out which I highly encourage if that's at all possible for you however the plan was for her to go to subacute rehab, which at least would give her, I was thinking, a two to three week window where she'd be in a facility and I'd be able to make the arrangements to have someone stay with her. You have other people that can help, but you know, everyone is limited. Everyone has to work and things like that. So I didn't want to put all this pressure on people. So two days later, I get a call from the case manager from the hospital saying, that okay, your mom is ready for discharge. And I was like, wait. What? What do you? What do you mean? She's ready. She's not ready for discharge. She still had stuff going on. She wasn't quite stable. They didn't figure out why she was so weak. I mean, there was all these things going on, and I was like, there is no way that I'm bringing my mother home in this condition because there's no way that I could do it on my own. Like I was not ready for this. I was not prepared for this. We cannot plan for these things. Like you never ever can. And even though you could have the best laid out plans. It never works out that way. And I I should know this. I mean, this is life, you know, but anyway, so I'm, I'm disputing with the case manager. And I said, excuse me, I I don't, I don't accept that to be true. I said, I said to her, well, isn't there some sort of way that I can appeal because I don't believe in this decision. And she goes, well, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. So next thing I know, maybe an hour or so later, the rehab person calls me and starts to explain to me that I have to take my mom home because i for discharge. basically told her, well, you're telling me this at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You're expecting me to pick her up today. I'm at work right now, and I told her, you know, that's not right, and as far as I know, my mom has to have at least some sort of a notification 2 days in advance that she's being discharged. So basically, FYI, 48 hours of notice is to be given for any discharge or transfer of a person when they are in a institution like a hospital or a rehab. So I say this to the woman and she's like, "Well, well, well, they spoke to your mother. And I said, well, did she get something in writing? Because I don't think she got anything in writing. Because what I'm sure I'm, you know, she started kind of like hesitating. And I said, my mom didn't get anything because she didn't tell me. My mom pretty much knows, as far as I'm concerned, I'm very much, you know, the go to person. My mother's English is not her first language. So while she speaks English just fine, she knows that when there comes to technical stuff, she knows to call me and tell me. And none of this was discussed. The only calls I got from my mother was them saying they're trying to push her out. And she didn't understand why, because she still had all these other things going on that they couldn't even figure out. So I say this to the woman, I was a healthcare profession i'm concerned her insurance did not notify us that they would no longer be paying for her stay so if they had something otherwise i would like to see it in writing so at that point the woman said okay well you know what? let me see what i could do let me see if i can get the therapist to work with her and et cetera, et cetera. we're gonna go and, and have the therapy going right now and and work with her and i will get back to you do you know that afternoon that same day my mom basically had a fall <laughs> while she was in therapy it was quite quite interesting uh it was obviously you can't plan for falls to happen but to show you how weak and deconditioned she was from her surgery that she wasn't ready to come home so had she came home it could have been a way different outcome so they ended up deciding to keep her for a few days finally found out what was going on and that she had lost a lot of blood during her surgery which was causing her blood levels to be extremely low and so she needed several transfusions in order to be back to her like normal self so that happened a few days later we agreed okay discharge fine I say all this to say that it's important that we know our rights, especially when it comes to our loved ones or you yourself, as far as being able to be aware of what you are or are not entitled to. It's so important. I mean, I gave you examples. I myself didn't know about certain coverage that my mom didn't have that I assumed she had because I thought, Oh yeah, she has this great insurance. It's going to cover. And it did not. And It was very eye-opening, and so I'm constantly advocating for people to really check your insurance, find out what your rights are. And I will say an important thing to note. When you are at an inpatient facility, whether it is for rehab or a hospital stay, whatever it is, look at the paperwork that they give you. They give you normally some sort of a folder and that should have a bill of rights. And in that bill of rights, will say all of your rights as a patient or all of your rights for your loved one that's an inpatient at the facility. So it's really important to look for that. Also, whenever there's discussion of discharge, you should always get something in writing and it should be at least 48 hours. So... 48 hours before the person's supposed to be discharged, they're supposed to notify you. It shouldn't be that day. And, you know, people might disagree with me, but I really dislike when I hear that a person was in a facility and got the call that on such and such time that day they had to pick up their loved one. I mean, very frustrating because, you know, things have to be put in place. You have to make plans. And... While they may not be the best plans, but there's certain things that have to be in place before a person can come home, you know? So I totally understand and empathize for anyone that has gone through this. So if you happen to have to go through this, and they don't give you all those papers for nothing, trust you me, you signed when you were admitted, or at some point during your hospital stay, you had to sign paperwork. Look through those papers, obviously, you know, when you're in the hospital for trauma or whatever things that are going on, the last thing in your mind is to read the paperwork, but try to if you can at all because it is important. And just being your own best advocate, that is the most important thing that I can drive home to people. Don't expect for people to just go out and tell you this information. And don't expect for you to just be eligible for X, Y, and Z because it's not always the case. If you disagree with something, you can always Always, always ask for an appeal. So if you disagree with something, you don't have to take it at face value. You can always appeal. It is your right. You have a right to appeal any decision that you feel is being done. Times I've had clients who had it go in their favor. Just know that. Know your rights. Appeal or not to appeal. You can always appeal if you disagree with a situation. And yeah so important that we really know our rights and whether or not you are in a position where you feel that you have grounds to appeal a decision that has been made, you can ask for it. Ask for the appeal. Say, look, I would really appreciate if I can do an appeal and there's nothing wrong with that and it's okay. And the other thing I will say, as far as an appeals process goes, when it comes to a situation where an appeals has to be done, the that basically requires that the entire medical record gets sent over to the insurance company to decide whether or not the person has grounds for an appeal for it to be granted. So there has been times where appeals are denied, but there's also a lot of times when appeals are granted. So it's not a bad idea, especially if you feel that Maybe wherever your loved one is, ha- everything hasn't been done. I know in my case, I, nest- I didn't have to go through the whole appeals process, but I did speak one-on-one with the staff and that you could, you know what, you could try that too. I feel that if you disagree with something and as far as, you know, however your loved one is presented or you yourself, if you're going through this, you don't, uh, you're not satisfied with the way things have been done or you know what have you as far as your progress you can definitely ask to speak to the people that be that are responsible for your care and speaking with them and letting them know look I want to appeal and in order to do the appeals process you do have to go with your medical team you have to at least you have to let them know that you'd like to do this and they would get the ball rolling as far as going through with what have you what has to be done for the appeals process an appeals process is also helpful in the sense that it could also let you know as far as what your expectations are with regard to how your care is progressing. And so it's important to have these conversations with your team and letting them know, okay, well, this is, how I need to be for me to be at my most optimal level when I get home. Sometimes it's not the reality. A lot of times it's not the reality. And unfortunately, as healthcare professionals, we are in a position where we are limited with insurance. So we want to comply with what the insurance is. So we are getting phone calls and feedback from the insurance saying that they're not going to cover. So then that's where you can, you yourself can play an important role in saying, you know what, I disagree with that. How about I call the insurance company or how about I speak with my medical team and tell them how I feel and then they can then go ahead with the process of going through the appeals and there's a whole host of things that are involved but it is a pretty quick process from my experience I would say one or two days um, but it is available to you if you need it so don't hesitate don't be afraid definitely ask Again, you are your best, best possible advocate for yourself or your loved one. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend about the Misguided Notions podcast.